commence primary ignition. What is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there? And welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. I'm your host, as always, Caleb Keller. And joining me, joining me yet again with a beautiful, gorgeous Star Wars tee on, repping it. I can't tell. Is that Din Djarin, DJ? DJ Foster, you know, he's back. It's, it's, it's actually got like four different Mandalorians on it. Um, this one is definitely Din Djarin. Hey, I'll okay. stand up. Stand up, do it. Like, there he, there he is. I think, I think that's Bo-Katan. Think so, yeah. And then yeah. you got Random Mando and Random Mando. Like I don't know <laughs> who they are. I think, I don't, none, I don't think either one is Boba Fett. No, it didn't look like it. Did this not one, look like it. This one right here might be Boba Fett. I don't know. I doubt it. But yes, this is. I've actually. It's so stupid. It's just truly dumb. I bought this <laughs> shirt like a month and a half ago, and I was like, I got to wear this on the pod. I got to wear this on the pod. Mm-hmm. And like as time has gone on, I keep wearing it earlier in the week. So like yeah. it's obviously dirty, you know. Hey. So I don't want to, you know, wear it on that. I know y'all don't know. I'm not in the same room as Caleb, obviously. I certainly so wouldn't know, nor would I care. <laughs> I don't think anybody really would, but I do. You know, it's just like it's one of those. I just don't want to wear a nasty shirt I wore all day. And sure. So I saved it. So. I saved it. I left it on the hanger. This one is a hanging shirt, by the way. Left it on the hanger. And got yeah. it out, got it out today, and I was like, okay, I'll well, wear this tonight. It, it looks great, and you, and you know what else looks great is RFB and Rafa in the chat. What's up, guys? Glad that you could make it, and and anybody else that's eventually going to tumble their way into the live stream, we greatly appreciate you checking us out. And, and by the way, if you're on our podcast platform, if you haven't done so already, if you haven't heard, we are rapidly approaching Obi-Wan Kenobi. And yeah. we said that we were going to try to get 200 subs by the time that that thing premieres. And we're now officially less than a month away. And we are currently sitting at what? 31, oh, 31 subscribers away. We are so 31 away. Anyone and everyone. If you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would greatly appreciate it. And, and it would really go a long, long way. Now, I told DJ we were actually going to open up the show with a question that I've just been thinking about this afternoon. I don't know why. It just popped up. And then it's just like, okay, well, we're doing a Star Wars podcast. What a perfect place Absolutely. to just ask this question. So we will get to our news pieces and our discussions, whatever. But here's the question. Which Jedi is most likely to make their a first live action appearance? Okay, let me rephrase this question. Which Jedi wow. is going to make a live appearance first? A live action appearance first. Oh, okay. Cal Kestis or Kanan? Which one wow. do you think would make a make a live action appearance first? Now I'll go ahead and give my answer. Yeah, please. I've, I've honestly been debating it internally because so far. Lucasfilm has been very hardcore in making connections to Rebels. So there's your Kanan argument. But then also you have this perfect actor and performer that is per perfectly portrayed, Cal mm -hmm. Kestis. They did all that, whatever you call it, motion capture. I don't mo know what you mo call it. It's motion capture. Yeah, mo yeah, 
they they have that actor that could easily just come into a show and yeah. seamlessly make that connection. And so there's your argument for Cal. I think I'm leaning toward Cal because of that, because they already got the performer for it. But again, because of those Rebels connections, I could easily see Kanan make an appearance soon. What do you think, DJ? Well, you said something, and that kind of made me wonder, okay, where is Cal Kestis's story in the overall timeline? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm diving too deep too quick. Let me back up. <laughs> um, I, I don't think, you know, I know that we're not really seeing a whole lot of this, I think, going forward, uh, where actors who were voicing characters on the animated series are going to jump to live action. We've seen that to this point, I think only with, um, you know, Bo-Katan and Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, you think, know, I think you're right. Yes. Well, I don't know if, I don't know if, um, Oh, what I uh, saw Guerrera. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. Oh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Thank you. Mm, I, I don't, I don't know if Forrest Whitaker voiced him. I don't think know, so, but I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I don't think he would either. Cause that's a big name to come that in is. and do, you know, like I understand Liam Neeson is Qui-Gon and Clone Wars, you know, but I, I don't think, you know, this, um, I already forgot his name again. <laughs> now, dang it. I keep wanting to say Lawrence Fishburne and I know that's not the right guy. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. Um, I, I just, you know, he's a big name. I don't see them, you know, doing that with him. So I guess that's kind of a long way of answering. I would prefer Freddie Prince Jr. to reprise Kanan. That'd be cool. At the right proper age. Mm -hmm. I could see a younger Kanan Jarrus appearing in something, Mm -hmm. but he'd have to be like, you know, because the kid, he's like 14 years old at Order 66. You know, I'm just guessing. Somewhere around there. Early, Early teens. Yeah. And then by the time you get to Rebels, he's like, late 20s and maybe early 30s you know i mean he, mm-hmm. he probably a uh, spoiler alert for those of you who have yet to listen to rebel or watch rebels but That's you know he, yeah i mean <laughs> and hey even jonathan Hare, our our namesake when it comes jonathan to Hare. you know whenever it comes to our our theme music you know it's him but he he hasn't seen rebels yet but spoiler alert real quick so pause it real fast everybody or mute it but you know when kanan dies um he's like in his 30s you know it's mm-hmm. just it's just one of those I would prefer to see Freddie Prince Jr. in that role. So it's kind of a long way of answering. I think Cal Kestis will make his live action appearance before Kane and Jarris. Yeah. Just because Freddie Prince Jr. is like, he's kind of like a, a Ashley Eckstein here and synonymous with the character that he voiced, that they voiced, you know, mm-hmm. Soka, you know. So I think it makes more sense for Cameron Monaghan to come in as Cal Kestis. Yes, that's his name. For some yeah. reason, I was blanking on his name this whole look, time. One of us has to remember something here. <laughs> there but you go. I, but because, because of that thought, I had to look it up. Where does Fallen Order take place in the timeline? Mm-hmm. It's 14 years after uh, Order 66. Mm. So, so Kanan's probably late 20s. Yeah, so I and I mean Cameron Monaghan's in his late twenties. He may be in his thirties if he is. He's very young. Yeah, but or at least he looks very young. But um, I would say that it makes more sense for Cal Kestis, just given where he is at the timeline as the kind of powerful Jedi he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and even Kanan says in Rebels he lost his way for a little while before he found Hera. So it's one of those, okay, let's just kind of see and, and kind of play with the story kind of thing, I think, more than anything. Yeah. So I, I would lean towards Cal Kestis, but okay. I, it's not to say I don't want to see Kanan. Yeah, yeah. I want to see them both, but 
Cal Kestis makes more sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, over in the chat, and again, by the way, I agree with you. Again, just interesting question that popped up. Very interesting. In, yes. In, in my lovely afternoon, I, I guess I just had some time to think of some great thoughts this afternoon. It was great to have that question pop up uh, yeah. over in the chat. Tim Arnold says, what's up? What's up, Tim? Glad you could make it. Uh, RFB says, so just how close to live action is motion capture i mean well, andy circus snoke among others <laughs> i mean what do you think dj I, I it's still digital because you're you're giving a digital performance andy circus would tell you he's giving a digital performance which even if you go back to lord of the rings when he was working on two towers he worked very hard to make sure that his performance as Gollum was translated into the motion capture and into the digital realm to the point that there's a one scene in two towers where Gollum spits <laughs> and they left Andy Serkis's spit in that scene. They didn't digitize mm. it. So it's digital Gollum, real life spit. And, and it's, a, it's a thing, but that's the only time he's not digital as Gollum. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like every other time he's pretty much it, it, in return of the King, you know, he has a moment where they go flashback and he's young and he's, but you know, cause Gollum, he's always digital. So to say that motion capture, Okay, just draw the line. It's it's a digital performance that is being translated, you know, onto um, I guess screen, maybe another way to put mm -hmm. it. So I'll I'll just kind of leave it at that, you know. As All right, that goes. Yeah, no, that that's good analysis that you always bring with that kind of stuff. And of course, before I'm we move forward, before we get into our main discussion and topics this evening, Rafa says for me could be Cal Kestis. The actor said that his character had too much story to tell and he wants to interpret Cal. So, uh, yeah, I agree, Rafa. I, I think the performer is there. The performer wants to do it. It makes sense that eventually I think we'll probably see Cal Kestis in live action before we see a Kanan live action portrayal. And what's up? Hello there to John Hare. What up, buddy? I would, you know, to further the thing with Cameron Monaghan, um, he was at the Rise of Skywalker premiere. Uh, for those of you that watched the blue carpet premiere, not the, it was blue for that premiere. Um, fun little tidbit if you didn't know that. But he was there. And it's partially probably because they wanted to, you know, hype up Fallen Order because I'm not, it may have released... At that point, I can't remember. It was 2019, so it, it, if it did, it was it just been out for a short time. But I always, you know, I take that kind of stuff and be like, "Whoa, hey, that important person's here," you know. Like, I think that's a big deal. So, I didn't see Freddie Prince Jr. at the Rise of Skywalker premiere. Facts, absolute facts. But you know who so, was there? Matt La Matt Lanter, voice of Anakin Skywalker on Clone Wars. And speaking of Anakin Skywalker, okay, we're going to talk. A little bit here in a minute about some Obi Wan Kenobi. Stuff. That is true. That is. But before true. we can talk about Obi Wan Kenobi, mm -hmm. we have to talk about Andor. Do it. I'm trying to just segue. Segways. Well it's, done. Well done. Just, Get into Paul, it. Paul Blart's just rolling on by, and here I go with him. Have you ever been on a Segway? I don't think so. I haven't no. either. It's kind of on the bucket list of like, let's just try this and see what works. You know. Um, that's why I like Paul Blart. Life goals, life goals. It's on the, it's like, uh, as far as like, I have like six different bucket lists. That's on like number 14, you know, uh -huh. <laughs> it's just like way sure. down the list. Anyway, enough about my bucket list. We'll talk about that another day, but let's talk about some upcoming project rumors and potential leaks that may or may not be true. We don't know because again, potential rumors, potential blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Um, that's the official, you know, 
how we get into this. So I'm going to start with Andor. Do it. And it's well known here around Mando Talk that I love Cassian Andor. He is my favorite Star Wars character of all time. And for so many reasons, I won't get into that for now. If you want to figure out why he is my favorite, go back to February <laughs> of 2021. I thought you were about to pull the, the actual. No, I, I know it's like there. it's like January. <laughs> it's end of January, beginning of February 2021. Mm-hmm. My first appearance on Mando Talk to hear about all that. But here's the big rumor. And I think we could, you know, it makes sense. You know, if you're trying to avoid spoilers, is this one, I would say, what, minor spoiler? Like scale minor. one to ten, it's like a three. Um, it's you know? one of those that I'm not bothered by seeing at yeah, all. So yeah. I, I don't think it's a major spoiler at all. Well, it comes to us via Bespin Bulletin, which comes to them via Star Wars Meg. But Imperial Guards are rumored to show up in Andor. So kind of a neat thing there, um, just because they're a huge connection to obviously a major character being Emperor Palpatine. And I think just with anything that's kind of rebellion centered we're gonna have to have a a moment where we're like oh the emperor's nearby let's run away kind of thing you know or maybe they'll try to kill the emperor i don't know like just throwing out ideas you know there's no telling what they do with the show but it's nice to think okay here we have a legacy character i would consider a legacy character imperial guards who've been there you know they were in episode six and then in their own ways episodes one two and three Uh, i think they were blue up until episode three uh, which I don't think they were called Imperial Guards. They were called like Senate Guards or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. But along with that is also rumored Moss Ameda, the vice chair of the Senate in the prequels, will also make an appearance. Um, for those of you who need like a, a jump start, who's Moss Ameda? He's the guy that's always sitting next to Palpatine in the Senate mm-hmm. room who's like, order! You know, like he's that guy. <laughs> order! So, yeah, you he's shall all, have order! Yeah, he's like, and then in, in one deleted scene, he does some weird tongue thing where he's like, yeah. uh, it's just it's so <laughs> freaky. But anyway, go back, and that was my terrible Moss Ameda tongue impression. Let's just forget I ever did it. Uh, yeah, let's just <laughs> move, along, move along, move along, move along, move along. Yeah. So anyway, Masameda is also rumored to uh, join in, and RFB hits us with a fun fact: Imperial Royal Guards were previously Republic Commandos. Ooh. Hmm. So maybe there's still some clones hanging around by the time we get to Episode Six. At least maybe in Andor for sure. Oh, dude. Can you imagine Tamara Morrison showing up? Oh, I would oh. lose my mind. <laughs> anyway, so Caleb, I love the idea of this Imperial yeah. Guards, Masameda. You know, where are you at here? Well, I mean, for me, my head goes straight to if we've got Imperial Guards, we got Masameda. I mean, who else? Palps, baby. Palps. And I think that Andor has the theme and the tone to dive into what a lot of people consider their least favorite part of the prequels but i've come to love it is the political landscape of the galaxy and yeah i think that that would be a tremendous story show of any of the shows that they have going right now i think andor is probably the most if you want to go like into you know the the political like i said already the political landscape of the galaxy especially in this time frame when the empire is trying to gain traction they're trying to yeah spread all across the galaxy this is the best place to do it and having these type of characters show up imperial guards uh masa meta all of these connections to palpatine of course palpatine all we know his political connections let's do it it'd be a great little subplot yeah. to this andor series and i know that at least I think 
Andor's Cassian's parents were separatists, correct? If that is true, I feel like I've heard that. I don't remember because it's one of those very obscure things. It's got to be in a novel. And it kind of makes sense that he his parents might be separatists, just given like his he has a quite a bit of aggression towards the empire. So I, oh, I would sure. I would lean that way. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Well, regardless, all kind of background and things going on here in Andor that I feel like could be a great yeah. little little story from yeah. the, just these characters showing up. Yeah, I agree 100 percent And just a couple more small tidbits about Andor and then we'll move forward. Um, but Andor was originally intended at, per a report that's just kind of been floating around for five seasons, but now it's more likely to have three, which listen, I'm okay with, you know, this because it, it I feel like with Andor, you can only do so much because we know his end, right? Give us a good origin story. Give us a good, you know, follow up in season two, uh, you know, it's a trilogy. So I'm a trilogies in star Wars, they go hand in hand. So it's, you know, it's, it's very nice. I think that'd be good. And then also Andor se- season two has been, has, has set to begin filming in November. So mm. season one in the can in post-production, it's on its way to us. Hopefully, I think August is the thought for a lot of folks. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. So Caleb, you know, any thoughts about the the decrease in seasons or thoughts on even the um, coming up second season filming? Well, for one, the reduction of going from five seasons to three, doesn't bother me in the slightest if anything Mm -hmm. i think that probably excites me more because they took maybe some extra fluff that they didn't necessarily need and they shortened or concise that story and made it jam-packed for full three seasons to where there's not going to be any lull time or downtime or anything like that what's the phrase they call like a what what when an episode's when an episode filler pointless filler, there you go. Yeah. There's the word. Yeah, filler. filler episode. No filler episodes because we've gone nah. from five seasons to three. So not bothered by that at all. And then Andor season two already set to begin filming in November. That tells me Lucasfilm is confident in this thing. So let's do it. I I really yeah. hope that it it crushes it. Now, of course, the fan base. I I'm gonna bring it up. The fan base has been burned by that before. You yeah. know, Ryan Johnson was given a, yeah. a trilogy before the Last Jedi even came out. Yep. Let's not even talk about that though. There are, you know, what are you gonna do? Similarities, you know? similarities. But I think Andor is gonna crush it. I think Andor is gonna crush it. Well, they're putting their eggs in you know quite a few baskets here, and so to speak. And Andor being a great you know way to look at that and, and stuff that already exists and we could tie to is always I think a good place to start. Um, something I think they've learned very well to do. All right, moving on to other things they're putting, um, other eggs they're putting in their basket. There you go. Um, the Acolytes, who, you yeah. know, we, this is a show we've talked, I feel like, very little about. Very little about, because we know very little about it. <laughs> exactly, but it's it, along the lines of, you know, speculation and, and things we have talked about. I'm very excited for the show, but we got a little bit of bad news. Uh, filming on the series has reportedly been delayed from the beginning of May 2022, later, you know, in just a few weeks, uh, to October of 2022. This is, comes to us via the Illuminati. So they go on to say that production will reportedly run until May of 2023. So that means, A, it's still in pre-production, B, it's been delayed, and C, we won't even hear any more about this probably until like June or July of next year. Stuff that's like solid, that's not a leak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, with all of this kind of, you know, right there in our reach, Caleb, what do you what do you think about, you know, this? I'm, I'm not again, I'm not bothered by the delay here. Uh, let's make sure that we're doing things correctly with the Acolyte. 
Secondly, I'm then I guess I'm just going to expect that we don't see this thing until 2024 at the earliest if production's going until May of 2023. And the other thing I was going to say is I don't expect to get any kind of acolyte information at this year's celebration then. Maybe like concept art or something, but outside of that, I, I don't think it's possible to get anything regarding the acolyte. Uh, that's kind of where my head went when I saw this uh, rumor floating out mm, there. I would hope for something like concept art That'd in the near cool. future. Like even It'd like a cool. small sizzle reel would be great. Like I don't know what's on the docket in full at celebration, but like, can't that just be like a, Hey, we're doing this too, you know, kind of thing. Sure. You know, <laughs> here's some concept art. Here's yeah. a bunch of Sith. Yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be cool. I have a bunch of Sith. Any, I mean, anything expect, would be good. Expect an acolyte sizzle reel trailer next celebration. That's I, what I I'm going to say. <laughs> I'd also say D 23. Cause that's an annual thing. And there's yeah. going to be shareholder, you know, things that happen throughout the year. I think uh -huh. at the end of the year, actually they do two a year, I think at Disney. So something like that. Yeah. yeah so there's mo more coming for sure. Okay. And then also final little bit of like random. Okay. Uh, we got Jedi random. fallen or random um, Jedi fallen order two, which we need to, they need to release a name for this thing. Cause yeah, they do. Because <laughs> today, Bespin Bulletin released something saying that, like, it's been almost, like, it's rumored, but it's basically confirmed that Jedi is the name of the franchise, not Fallen Order. Correct. So the, so the name of the next game isn't Fallen Order 2. It's Jedi colon something. Insert name here, you know. But it's rumored to be next generation consoles only via Jeff Grubb. Caleb, I, you're more of a gamer, I feel like, than me. And you're okay. not even a big gamer, you know, Correct. like, so if, it's, if it says at, Star Wars, I'm a big gamer, but I if it doesn't yeah, say Star yeah. Wars, yeah, okay, cool. I'll, I'll check it out if I go hang out with some buddies, but I have to say this yeah. after thinking on this a lot, obviously I don't have a PS5. I don't have the Xbox series S or X, whatever. I don't have these next gen consoles. So obviously I'm a little bummed by this because PlayStation four isn't going to be able to play Fallen Order two. But taking myself out of it and thinking about it some more, the it's the sequel's probably gonna perform way better, yeah. look way better, and, and do maybe more for the gaming industry. I don't think it's gonna I, I think this decision, if anything, it's gonna potentially hurt the Star Wars community, but it's it's gonna only benefit the gaming community, I think. That's a good point. So yes, a little bummed but not necessarily bothered by it. I, I guess I'm just going to have to bother Zach and, and go hang out with him a lot <laughs> so I can play yeah. Fall in Order 2. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. I think you make very good points there, and I 100% agree with you. Okay, well, that yeah. kind of wraps up our upcoming project rumors and potential leaks, depending on how you want to view those. Now let's jump into our main news for the, for the night. Um Caleb, do you want me? Who talks first? You talk first. Dude, I talk you're doing first. a great job, honestly. Okay. You you keep rolling with it. I'll take it then. I'll, <laughs> I, I'm getting some compliments. I don't. I get compliments. I hate getting compliments. Are you, are you that kind of person? Just don't like getting compliments. Depends okay. on who it's from. Oh, okay. Now, if it's Maddie, you know, compliment me all you want, baby. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, when your wife compliments you, it's just like, yeah. You know, it's like right. it's a good feeling. But like someone else, it's like, okay, yeah, move on. Can yeah. I? Uh, that's all, all right, I am anyway. All right, all right, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what I'm like when people compliment yep. me. 
Yep. And I'm the same way, you know, in, in a lot of ways, but I'll take it today. So, um, cause I respect Caleb quite a bit. So anyway, um, let's get into respectfully. Thank you. Um, so here we go with some Obi-Wan Kenobi news guys. If you have been under a rock, you've probably missed. There's like 400 things that have come out Dude, about Kenobi. It's unreal. It, like, and this is why DJ is kind of leading the news this week, leading the show, because I text him. I'm like, look, uh, this Kenobi stuff. I can't keep up, man. You got to help me out. I can't and keep luckily, up. <laughs> luckily, he just kind of rolled with it and he got the job done as far as the notes go and collecting all this stuff so props to him but yeah there's a ton of kenobi which is great news because that means it's right around the corner which by the way since it's right around the corner help us get to 200 subs on yes we are so (laughs) close and there may or may not be some special music for kenobi whenever we get there so there you go um and there may or may not be some special special coverage for obi-wan kenobi and star wars celebration that we might be announcing potentially next week Oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, it's coming. Y'all don't even know. Okay. But what we do know is these new images uh-huh. from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, okay, real quick, we can go ahead and flash the thing up on the screen, Caleb. Like, obviously, yeah. there's three new images. You've probably sure. seen them floating around. Uh, right. If you if you haven't, you know, maybe hopefully you have. They're really cool. Um, but all of these news articles today pretty much come from Total Film. Like that's yes. just in case you just want to know. So if we talk about Obi-Wan today, uh-huh. more than likely for our listeners, this came from Total Film. Okay. Yeah. This week's but episode is definitely unofficially to- sponsored by Total. by Total Film. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. Um, anyway, so these three new images, dude, they're incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. you uh, and McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi and two of them just doing sneaky, sneaky Kenobi things. I don't know how else uh-huh. to put it as well as an up close look at Rupert friend as the grand inquisitor. Now, I kind of tweeted about this. I'm going to take this real quick, and then I'll toss it to you because I this is the Do one it. I kind of wanted to talk about all week. Yeah. Um, I, I've been very negative about my Grand Inquisitor thoughts up to this point, and this image turned the turned the tide a little bit. I, Let's go. I, you know, we were talking. You were tweeting back and forth, me and Kev, and not that we don't already talk anyway, but we're tweeting back and forth, and he goes, "Fair enough," and I was like, "Fair enough," but like it was just as a misdirection because I really like what's happening with this particular angle it just shows that everybody has a good side you know like give me give me from my good side you know that kind of thing so Uh i think that's rupert friend's good side as (laughs) the grand inquisitor so it looked really good to me and then you got kenobi being sneaky and then kenobi just like looking kind of like cal kestis actually in that one Hmm. main image Hmm. those are kind of my thoughts on it um i'll leave it at that and caleb you know tell us what you think First of all, the image of Kenobi not wearing tan. Very interesting. Yeah. He's just rocking that kind of blue robe garment, whatever you want to call it, underneath the little yeah. I don't I don't know the names of, of these things. And but anyway, he looks great. He looks great. Ewan McGregor looks great as Kenobi. And clearly the first image he's on Tatooine. Now the second image is this new planet that currently I am blanking. I think on it's Dayu. Dayu, that is yeah. correct. Yeah. Very much Blade Runner vibes here. Like oh, Blade Runner 2048. Yeah. Is it 2040? No, 2048. 2049. That's a game. Yeah. 2049. That's what yeah. it is with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. That that's the vibes that I get when I see this image. He looks great. Now, of course, I don't know if you saw this, but online, if you zoom in really close on that second Kenobi picture on that planet, 
yeah. people are speculating that it's Cad Bane behind him. Behind I've seen him. this speculation. Yeah, it kind of looks like his silhouette. Not going to lie. Unless it's just Dave Filoni wearing a cowboy hat back there. You oh, know, that'd be great. That would be, be that would be better. It would Cad Bane. It, it would mess up the, the canon timeline a little bit because he's an X-Wing pilot post Return of the Jedi. Maybe but... it's his long lost grandfather or father. There you go. Hey, one of, one of them. I'll take it. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, the two it, it images does, of Kenobi sense, look yeah. look great. Two images of Kenobi look great. Now, the Grand Inquisitor image. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. uh, he looks great. Oh, looks man. Looks intimidating. Uh, for, and, and secondly, too, I think the stormtrooper in the background helps a yes. lot, too. It does. It adds like, validity. I feel like yeah. if, that, if that trooper wasn't there, then I would probably have a a less of a positive reaction to it. Now it would have been positive because he looks great, but yeah. seeing that, that trooper there is, it just really puts you in that zone, I guess of man, Star- this guy, Star Wars, yeah. this guy's dark. We're, we're back with the empire you know, days. It's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I bet I'm, I'm a believer in rural friend as a uh, grand inquisitor after seeing this image. I am too. And I think that you bring up an interesting point that you see the stormtrooper <clears throat> in the background there. It's almost as if it's like, okay, it's an animated character in live action. Maybe I just needed to see another live action thing I recognize next to this thing in order to, it's maybe it's a psychological thing, you know? Yeah. Maybe I'm diving way too deep. You, you no, is that too I much? You like, make a good point because it, let's think back to the book of Boba Fett. When Cad Bane was standing out in the desert alone, there were people that absolutely hated the way he looked. But I felt like when he got into the actual scenes side yeah. by side with the mayor, Mok yes. and yeah. and the uh, Pikes and, and Boba, like he yeah. looked more part of the like world. Cad, like I guess Cad you Bane, could say. yeah. So well, I, 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 that's a great that's a great point. Great. It analysis. is. And it's also a lot, though, that it's it's like you're used to seeing it one way and it's hard to see it a different way. It's like the first time I saw the Clone Wars characters, I was like, that doesn't look like Hayden Christensen. You know, that's what I, I remember thinking that. But come to a point where you're like, oh, that's that's Anakin. You know, it's, it's no problem. So yeah. I'm at that point now with Cad Bane. I'm sure I'll get to that point with the Grand Inquisitor as well, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, that's, that's these new images from Obi-Wan Kenobi and, yeah. um, go and bask in all their glory, save them, make them, uh, make them your cell phone background, whatever you got to do, you know? Yeah. Now, before um, we go any further, let me, let me go to the chat real quick. Let's just yes. catch up on some of you guys that are, that are hanging out with us. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, uh, we do. Where what? Oh, Rafa says, I need a PS five hundred percent. I agree. We Rafa. Do. We all, yeah, we all do. We need to start a, a GoFundMe and then distribute it to all of our listeners. <laughs> so we can all play Jedi Fall in order too. You're on you're onto something there. <laughs> uh Tim Arnold says maybe we will see Mace Windu with the laughing face emoji. <laughs> I think that's become, we did okay. We reference that last week. Those of you that are Marvel television show viewers and heavy into the like following what fans are saying on social medias. Marvel fans are always like, when is Mephisto going to show up? Yeah. I think Star Wars Mace is Windu. when is Mace Windu going to show up? If it's not him, it's, it. if it's not him, it's Snoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like, I feel like Snoke's coming eventually. You know, he, he's he's somewhere in a little test tube in the background. You know, we're going to get there eventually. But Mace Windu, he's just kind of one arm in it, you know, or one hand sure. in it out there. Maybe he's got a hook for a hand. I don't know. It'd be something kind of different. <laughs> I don't, oh, that, that that would be something. Weird. What if his hand is his lightsaber? Oh, I don't know if I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just for like a split second. I'd be like, 
Okay, I see you, Star Wars. <laughs> uh, but that won't happen. But, yeah, I don't think so. I yeah. don't think so. Uh, John Hare says, looks a lot better in this picture. Still missing the yellow eyes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say that. Uh, it's it's hard for to some tell reason. Here. I'm not bothered at all. I don't know why. I get it. Maybe it's, he it's just in the animation. Like <laughs> maybe. Maybe his eye. Maybe some people can't wear them. It's not possible. Yeah, maybe they can't. <laughs> Maybe that was just like a, he's got it pre-written into his contract. He's like, listen, surely they I'll can do, edit that though. You can, they did it to Hayden Christensen in 2004. Right. Okay. Right. You know, and I say 2004, cause that's when they were editing the movie. So don't come after me. Fair but, enough. Fair enough. Uh, a last one here. And then we'll carry on with our Kenobi updates. Rafa says, could we see references from the Kenobi's book written by John Jackson Miller? I'm going to pass that to DJ because I think he he knows something about that. I haven't read that particular novel. Never mind. But <laughs> but because I have heard tidbits and things like that, um, uh-huh. why not? I mean, it's it's we it's no secret that they brought legend stuff into canon. Look at Thrawn. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's your number one example for stuff like that. So. And then also uh, clone Palpatine for the novel readers of Mm -hmm. old and the rise of Skywalker fans of now that's he's a clone. I mean, it's just, it is, those are the facts, you know? So it's not like they haven't adapted these things. So yeah, why not? Because I I don't know that novel, but sure. Bring it in. Come on. I love it. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our next piece of Obi-Wan Kenobi news. Deborah Chow, director of Obi-Wan Kenobi, also director of a couple of Mandalorian episodes, or just good, one. Good Mandalorian episode. I think it was two. Two? Okay. I'm I think. Well, she did the one where all the Mandalorians, like, come down Correct. from the he- heavens and rescued this Din Djarin. This is the way. Yes. This is the way. That, oh, that was the... That was, like, the Mandalorian episode for season one, yeah. in my opinion. That was so good, but... <laughs> She dispels the hearsay on whether or not Darth Maul was going to be involved in Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, I think, or yeah. maybe it was last week, but it's kind of just come back around. And I just wanted to briefly kind of mention it. And this was the quote she gave. This is the one that kind of got shared around for a while. She said, as long as I've been involved with Obi-Wan Kenobi, we've never had Darth Maul in any of it. She goes on to say, Dave Filoni did a beautiful job telling that story already. Real quick thing on that. Deb Chow has watched Rebels. At least twin sons, you know. Yeah, and no, for sure, for sure. And for her to say that it was beautiful, it gives me. I wrote this in the notes. It gave me all the warm, fuzzy feelings. Uh huh. Because it's just like, thank, thank you, you know, thank you for it, taking the time. You know what I mean? More proof that the people behind Kenobi took the time to dive into the animated shows. Absolutely. Now, if if Deborah Chow didn't take the time to watch them herself, I guarantee you, she called up Filoni and said, "Hey, which ones do I need to watch?" And Filoni probably, probably gave the, per- I mean, he would be the one to give the perfect catalog of Clone Wars Rebels episodes to watch. Absolutely would. Yeah, man. So they should do like a on Disney plus a Dave Filoni playlist or something oh like my where gosh. the creators go imagine? in there and pick out the ones that that they feel like most connected to or something, something and have like a little mini video to start before Dude. the playlist goes where Filoni's like, eh, I picked these episodes because yada, yada, yada. That'd be I so love cool. that. That's so, so cool. that's right up my alley. Cause that <laughs> reminds me of like, I don't know if anybody else does this, but my, my dad and I have watched a lot of Turner classic movies together you know, Hitchcock and, and other, other directors and, and films that are just fantastic. You know, like I love the original King Kong. Like I, I love that movie. So like, I love watching the intros on Turner classic movies 
mm-hmm. before the movie starts. It's it's a lot of fun, you know, to get the little background information about things. And that's where a lot of my random movie knowledge, <laughs> not that where it comes from, it's just kind of like where it all began. Sure. Stuff yeah. like that. So I would eat that kind of stuff up. I would love mm-hmm. that. Dave Filoni playlist, bring it to Disney Plus. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so she actually goes on to say, for anybody trying to tell a story in the middle of these two trilogies, being the prequels and the originals, there were only certain elements that made sense in where Obi-Wan is. Adding that while Maul um, uh, failed to make the cut, Darth Vader did not, which there's a pun somewhere in there about Maul being cut in half. I don't know where it is, but (laughs) it makes sense though. When you kind of look at the overall story, you know, Maul, not as important as Vader. um, And, I think, you know, the question I wrote here in our notes is, is really specifically to Caleb, because I just want to hear what he has to say about it. Do you think the recency of seeing Maul and Rebels in Clone Wars Season 7 has a lot to do with fans wanting to see him returning Kenobi? Man, um, I think probably Clone Wars Season 7. I would say that probably has some people thinking about Maul. I know it's hard for me to answer this question because... I I think I mentioned it whenever this mall report or rumor came out. I really don't have any interest in seeing mall in Kenobi. I I think the Vader plot line that they've decided to roll with and clearly seemed like they, I mean, they may have given thought to mall at the very beginning, but Deborah Chow certainly doesn't seem like she gave thought to mall. Um, That's just kind of where I'm at. I, I am more so interested in Darth Maul's story in animation uh, rather sure. than coming back live action. But I would say Clone Wars Season 7 probably has people itching uh, because, again, we know that he went off on another adventure. We never really – I mean, we know that he eventually gets Crimson Dawn, Crimson yeah. Dawn yeah. but we still don't have that connection that people are itching yeah. to get in some form. I yeah. just don't think it would be appropriate to, no. to tell that story in Kenobi, of all things. I think that I agree. It would muddy the story up. And if they ever decide to do a season two of Obi-Wan, which I don't think they will, um, yeah. that would be the place to do it, do it. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that they will, you know, I'm kind of where I'm at. Okay. Second question on this. Does this mean that Darth Vader is the better villain when compared to Maul? hundred percent. Okay. 100%. I don't, my pre my inner prequel kid wants to argue that, you know, but it's really hard to, like, I have I a hard time. I have a hard time, like making an argument, even though I want to argue it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think but for me, the thing that Maul is missing mm-hmm. is the, because we're all great, all great. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> all great villains, you can kind of see where they're coming from. Like you sympathize with them a little bit. Thanos, Darth Vader, um, Loki originally when you saw Loki for the first time. Like you name it, all great villains. You sympathize with a little bit. You get where they came from. We don't really have that with Maul. Of course, we get a little bit of it in Clone Wars, but not enough to put Maul in the same category as Vader. When I think about Loki in the first Thor movie, the first thing that comes to mind is him like looking up you know, at the camera and he goes, brother, please it just, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a simpy moment and I hate it. <laughs> it just can't get it out of my head. Okay. Let's go to this next piece again from total. You're going to be on that for a second. I think Yeah, I'm uh, going to be on that for a second. I'm just like, imagining like, brother, uh, please. It's just so dumb. <laughs> episode two. I could see episode two, Hayden Christensen looking up to episode two, Ian McGregor and saying, brother, please like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that I think Vader's, 
pissed. I don't think he would say that. I don't think he'd be like, oh, 100%. Brother. I don't think he'd be like, brother. He'd be like, or, and I can't do a Canadian accent because Hayden's Canadian, but whatever. He'd be like, brother. I don't know. I sound too Texan. This is why I can't be an actor. I would never be able to, I'd never be able to shed the accent. It, it, they'd be like, you sound like you're from Texas. I am. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some people who aren't from Texas, specifically you and McGregor. He, or Man, Tennessee. You're killing I'm all it. over the place, man. Um, <laughs> this is what I get when you're a youth pastor. You just you just know how to just you go. There you, you know? go. But anyway, you and McGregor, his thoughts on facing Darth Vader. It was very. You guys got to read this whole article. Okay, this mm-hmm. whole thing. You and breaking out down his perspective on fighting Darth Vader is immaculate. And oh man, he gives us. He gave, they're they're so good about giving us. It's like a breadcrumb on the way to the house where the witch is, and you're Hansel and Gretel. We're all Hansel and Gretel. We're on our way to the witch's house, and it's it's gonna be great. But then it's gonna kill us because it's so awesome. You know, it's like it's just it's this whole thing, and. This whole article is fantastic, but here's just a couple of quotes. I have had to edit them due to uh, watch the profanity. There you go. <laughs> um, so they won't be exact, but they're pretty close. All right. So here's this. Uh, what was that? You got, you got something else on that? No, I was just <laughs> okay. laughing at myself. Sometimes I'm hey. a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think the same thing about myself all the time. No one else does. <laughs> But I, I mean, yeah, you were pretty hilarious this <laughs> afternoon when I get a picture of uh, Padme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I, I sometimes oh, hey, will... let's do this. OK, join our discord so you can get the yeah. behind the scenes story of this Absol- Jar Jar absolutely. Uh, picture that I just mentioned. Yes. That'll be a little inside joke for you to check out on Discord. Yeah, the link's so go in check the description. Out, go check out Discord for sure. And as I'm talking, I'm going to drop this in the uh, multitasking. Here we go. All right, so it's in <laughs> it's in Discord. Go check it out. You, there you go. You, you bunch of Ugnots and Jawas. Okay, so this is uh, what Ewan had to say about facing Darth Vader. He says, "I've never met Darth Vader." He means in the flesh, the suit, you know, yeah. the suit. He says, "I had rehearsed the scenes." Or the scene with Vader, but not with the helmet or uh, on or anything like that. When we came to do the scene, when they uh, shouted action, he had to come from behind me. Just a, a nugget. Just mm, like, ugh, it makes me want to punch someone in the face, but, but like out of sure happiness. And I won't punch anybody in the face, but still. So he <laughs> says he had to come from behind him. And he says, I turned around and Darth Vader was coming at me. It was like I was six again. I'd never acted into Darth Vader's helmet. I never looked him in the eye. Keep in mind, Ewan McGregor has gone on record saying that it's very possible his first movie-going experience was when he was a kid and saw Star Wars for the first time. Mm-hmm. His uncle is Wedge, okay? So mm-hmm. don't don't forget that. So this guy went to see his uncle, and then he ended up being in the movie later on. Just mm-hmm. wild to think about. So he never got to you know act against Vader helmet wise in in the the prequels then he goes on to say it gave me a proper jolt of absolute fear i was like oh my goodness and he, then he says that's not acting that's real i'm really truly frightened right now so we're gonna see you in with real fear probably and it's gonna be channeled into obi-wan kenobi that's that's insane to think about the emotional weight to that and then he goes on to talk about being against stormtroopers and real armor, not CGI like the clones. Honestly, mm-hmm. nah, I'm kind of whatever. He's already talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader, Caleb Keller, your <laughs> thoughts. 
Uh, it's uh, really exciting, uh, really exciting. And like you mentioned, the just tidbits here of he says uh, action and he came from behind me. I want to know. I really, really want to know what's going on. I, I feel like I don't. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I don't want to be yeah. spoiled or anything for sure, yeah. for yeah. sure. But I'm itching to know. Let me just say that I'm yeah. itching to know uh, what's going on here as far as this fight goes. And yeah, I would be terrified mm -hmm. if I was trying to do a scene with Vader and this person in the suits legit coming at me. Yeah. And I'm having to act against that. Yeah. Yeah. I could easily see myself like not necessarily having to think about acting and it yeah. just naturally occurring. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I still remember going to the revenge of the Sith premiere and members of the 501st there shout out to RFB former if not still current 501st member but um he actually uh did speeder bike stuff he was his uh, his part of the 501st he was a speeder bike guy but uh, i didn't know I, this he put it in our chat one time like forever ago and i just did it's it was one i think so i mean if he's still maybe if he's still listening he can confirm or deny i can't uh maybe yeah. he will but anyway <laughs> um i remember being there and seeing darth vader walk down the hallway and like everybody stopped right you know, it's and he was escorted by Imperial Guards and Stormtroopers. And it's just like, if you see Darth Vader, you just, you kind of freeze for a second. It's like, I just rewatched the Under the Helmet special about Boba Fett. And they talk about the parade he he first appeared in and walked through, you know, with Vader. I'm looking at Vader and I'm like, gosh, that must be so cool to think about. You know, you, you could have been seeing Darth Vader in a parade. But like, this goes a step further because he's fighting the guy. Mm -hmm. You know, Caleb, I mean... Anything else you want to add on this? I mean, because it's just so awesome. It's uh, awesome. I mean, <laughs> it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just something that it's hard for me to put into words how I feel about because it's just I, I need to see it. I need to see it happen. I, I'm too excited to see it happen. So that's really all I got. <laughs> so let's add this one question and then we'll move forward to a little bit more Deborah Chow information. What will the ramifications of that fear? that we see on Ewan's face as Obi-Wan. Uh, how, how, what are the ramifications for how Obi-Wan perceives his old Padawan as time moves forward to the events of A New Hope? How Obi-Wan perceives his old Padawan? Yeah, because, like, he's fighting Anakin underneath that. He Correct. knows that. I mean, he's got to know. Well, if he doesn't know it, you know, at that point, he, he I, in, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi novel I've read, Mm -hmm. He finds out about Darth Vader via a like a hollow net news thing that runs somewhere in Moss Eisley, I think. Mm -hmm. So he's like, wait a minute, Anakin's alive. So then he goes into hiding even further in this particular novel I've read. Mm. Um, I think that's the legacy of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So the thought is, does Obi-Wan even know that Vader A is alive and once he figures out, oh, shoot, that's Anakin inside that suit. What are those? What does that mean for a new hope? Like how not necessarily how we perceive a new hope. What does it mean for Obi-Wan? Like he's very jaded, I feel like, about Darth Vader in episode four and five, for that matter. Mm -hmm. In part, I guess maybe some of six. So he's very jaded. So what, what do you think? That, how do you think that's going to like translate here? I, I know at least again, in my interpretation with Obi-Wan against Vader in a new hope. He's very much at peace with it. Uh, he, I think he knows what he has to do. He knows that it's Anakin under there. He knows he can't really do anything about it. So he's going to just 
put all of his trust and faith in, in young Luke to get the job done. But you, like you kind of alluded to here now, and this is something that I wasn't even thinking about, Ewan mentioning fear and that kind of portray, being portrayed in this moment. It's weird thinking of Obi-Wan being scared of Anakin because in all it's of just, the, in it's just Revenge not the, of the case. Sith, yeah. in Attack of the Clones, they're brothers. There's right. just love. Like there's no need to be afraid because yeah. they have each other's back. Now, that's another great possibility of like, is Obi-Wan going to figure out that Anakin is Vader prior to this fight? Or is it something that maybe Obi-Wan figures out because of this fight? Oh, that'd be better. I think I, think I prefer the yeah. second one. I think yeah. I think him seeing Vader come up from behind, not knowing that it's Anakin, and that's why he's got fear. Yeah. Makes the most sense. Yeah. And maybe he discovers that it's Anakin. And maybe he comes. I, I don't know. I don't know what the next step would be. You know, I don't know it, what the next step would that's be. That's reminiscent of Rebels when Kanan and Ezra fight Vader as they're trying to take off in uh, an Imperial, you know, transport. Because yeah. they're like, that was, they're like, that was another Inquisitor. And, it, and Kanan's like, no, that was a Sith Lord. Yeah. You know, and like, it's because it's Darth Vader, but you feel the fear in that moment, I think a little bit. And I think that's kind of what they may try to do here with Vader. Cause the second option, like you said, is better. Let mm -hmm. it be that he, um, I sound like Yoda. Let it be that he, um, let it be you will. Yes, it will. Um, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Now let it be that he finds out <laughs> that Anakin's in that suit because of an altercation. Yeah. Early on. Maybe it's like a movement. Something that he does, and Obi Wan's just like Anakin. Well, like in the mid okay. mid lightsabers clashing, he looks well, at him and says, "Anakin." Well, I, let, oh, I would, I would tears. Well, tears. In similar <laughs> in similar fashion, in the Tarkin novel, Tarkin just through like deduction, like Sherlock Holmes, he kind of just figures out that Vader's Anakin. If you've mm -hmm. read or I've I've listened to the audio uh, version of Tarkin. It took forever, but it was a great book. Um, and, and and when he figures out, he's like, oh, I have deduced that this is obviously Anakin Skywalker based on blah, 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 blah. You know, it just kind of does that. And so I'm thinking, Kenobi, what you just described is like, it's headcanon. It's headcanon until proven otherwise. <laughs> right. Until May 27th. <laughs> um, well, that's that's kind of the big stuff here about Ewan and, and Vader. Let us know what mm -hmm. you guys think, uh, whether here in our chat or in Discord or hit us up on Twitter. We're yeah. always looking to have conversations with, honestly, I'll talk to anybody. I'll talk sure. to this brick wall behind me. I don't care. I, I do want to add one more thing just real quick. Please. I feel like just to kind of on that same line, I think Kenobi's going to come into confrontation with Inquisitors the first two episodes. Yeah. So that way, as us as viewers, we can tell the difference between Kenobi fighting an Inquisitor versus Sith Lord in episode three of the series when he comes face to face with Vader. And that's how Kenobi figures out this is somebody bigger than just an Inquisitor. This is Anakin Skywalker. But it needs to be quick because remember, it's only six episodes. Correct. That's, that's going to be they're going to have to handle this very well. Yeah, no, I no. think I think we'll still see. I think we'll see Vader and we'll get Hayden as Vader content in one and two. But I don't think Vader comes face to face with Kenobi. You think Vader will be in the first episode? At the end to tease. Wow, him. man, I would. I would maybe it's either at the that. end of the first or at the end of the second because. Wow. Well, OK, OK, hold on. I got to wrap this up real quick because I know we got other things to get to. But 
I always thought that Vader was going to be at the end of the first episode to get people hyped up for Kenobi because they were originally sure. just going to release the first episode. Right. But now that they're deciding to release the first two, I could see then Vader not showing up until the very end of the second episode. And that be the hook to have people come back. My goodness. Yeah, because you you want the numbers up for streaming. How do right. you do that? You get Vader. That'll do it. Yeah, you know that's how so that's, that's making how, me think maybe no Vader in episode one, but Vader at the end of episode two. Man, you know, I had not considered that, and I don't even know. Like, I can't I'm, take a week. I think and process this and come back. And we can see what we have to discuss because yeah, that's a really cool idea. <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, kind of channeling this unknown. Okay, yeah. This one of our last. We've got two or three more, but this is one of our last ones. You know. I titled this news piece, surprise, surprise, <laughs> surprise. Deborah Chow spoke about the possibility of cameos from existing content and new characters in Kenobi. Okay. This is kind of a quick thing. Um, you know, she, she kind of just, this is again, amongst all those total film articles that released over the last week. She basically says this, Obi-Wan's going on a journey. That's going to be different. Um, oh, I'm sorry. There's going to be different people that come into his life. One of the things I was trying to do with the series was to have the legacy and who is important in Obi-Wan's life and to also have some new characters. So it's going to be a mixture of the two, but I do think there are some surprises to come. I hope I don't like that. She says, I hope because that you could speculate what that actually means. I think she's just tossing that in there. Be like, I hope, you know, like it's just one of those, sure. you know, she's just being coy, I think there, but she kind of throws these things in there about, you know, cameos and you put aside stuff like, you know, we know about Rupert friend being the grand inquisitor, you know, uh, Ben and uh, not Ben um, uncle Owen and Emperor are going to be in there. You know, we know about them. So when, when it comes down to this, as far as other cameos, does this in any way confirm appearances from characters in the prequel trilogy or clone wars, specifically those two hundred percent prequel trilogy. I haven't really thought about clone wars, man. Well, I think Satine is the big one because mm. listen, he says whether he was being for real or not, I would have left the order for you, you know, kind of thing in that early season one or two episode where they're protecting Duchess Satine, like a diplomatic, you know, convoy or something. And some good Jar Jar Binks content in that episode too. But in, in this case, Duchess Satine is, he's the, she's the only person he would have left the order for. And mm -hmm. that's they're really just that's the dichotomy between Padme and Anakin, obviously, and, the, and those two characters. So that's what they were doing in Clone Wars. And it's a little bit Moulin Rouge, <laughs> which mm -hmm. stars you and uh, McGregor. So and so there that was all on purpose, but it has implications now at this point, you yeah. know. So that's why I was thinking Clone Wars. I could it, see that. I it's could just definitely a small see small thing. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I, like that a lot and, and I, I feel like the reason why she put maybe this is just my answer why yeah. she says i hope at the very end is because it seems like every other day kenobi leaks rumors whatever are starting to happen maybe yeah. she's just saying i hope people don't ruin the surprise <laughs> yeah man that's probably a good point because that happens you know i i'm gearing up for because may 4th they're supposed to be the releasing of um or are we talking about that in a minute i can't remember on may 4th they're supposed to release the book of boba fett uh disney gallery yeah, we what, did that last week. We did that last week. See, I don't even know where I am. I'm in. I'm in the past. Um, Let they're the supposed past to die. 
<laughs> I, no, <laughs> it's like, you know, we're, we're supposed to see that on May 4th. So I've been rewatching the gallery stuff and, and Favreau talks about how stuff leaked in season two, but they were, they were able to keep Luke a secret. And he yeah. said, I'm very, he said, yeah, I'm very proud of that. And I think he should be. So whatever they can keep secret here, I think is good. You know, like, let, let the surprises come the right way. Not 100%. in, not in the way that often happens with leaks and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. okay. Those are on the surprises, but we've got, what more Deborah Chow? You know it. You know, we're about to have we're basically a Deborah Chow fan club here tonight. Yeah, we are. I, hey, rightfully so. Absolutely. She's incredible. She's Absolutely. incredible. Amazing director. So she, of course, director of Kenobi, went on to talk about the connective tissue between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And she said, I wanted to be very respectful to what exists and not change anything that George Lucas intended originally or anything like that. Of course, when breaking a new story, one can't help but impact. Uh, what is already come or is to come little tease there. Obviously there is room for interpretation here. She says, so Caleb, do you expect there to, um, to see us to see things that will impact the fight between Obi-Wan and Vader and a new hope? I think we've kind of lightly talked about this tonight, but I think we're going to see some residual effects, you yeah. know, from what she's saying here. Oh, hundred percent. I, I think things are going to transpire. I mean, it could be the minorest of things, and I'm going to view that fight differently just again because this series is getting made. Right. So, but I think her mentioning I wanted to be very respectful to what exists and not change anything that George intended, that part right there is probably a piece of that quote that I need to send over to Jacob because I always, and I've shared before, Jacob is has always been very true to believing that, no, Vader and Kenobi cannot come face-to-face. Yeah after Revenge of the Sith, until A New Hope. But what are I think, his thoughts I, on this series as a whole, then? Oh, he's he's excited. I think, oh, he'll, okay. I think he'll get over it. I was about it. to say. I, he'll get over it, you know. You better. <laughs> but, you better. No, this, is, <laughs> this is Deborah Chow saying, don't worry about that. Yeah. We took that into account. We did what was necessary to make sure that we didn't mess with George's original intentions. That's good. And I think that you're right in that interpretation of what she's saying there, because that's what we want to hear. And I think people like Jacob, you know, your brother, they, they want to hear stuff like that. And I think that's a very important thing to remember. Okay, this is our final news piece, but it's still Kenobi, guys. It's still, <laughs> this is, it's, we probably should have debuted our Kenobi music tonight, but we're we going to save it. We could have. We're going to save it. We're going to save it. Yeah, we are. This is, comes to us via the chosen one, Hayden Christensen of Canada. Oh, Canada. I like knowing that he's from Canada. I don't know why. I just think it's a fun tidbit. Um, <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Wow. Hayden Christensen shared some teases regarding Darth Vader in the series and beyond with Total Film. Total Film. Sponsored. <laughs> Big time. This is what somebody had the, uh, uh, the gumption to ask Hayden Christensen if James Earl Jones will voice Darth Vader in the series. Listen, I kind of already thought he was going to. Right. But like, now I'm like, will he even talk? Like, I don't even know because Hayden says no comment. No, I I took this as, yes, James Earl Jones is returning to voice. Can you imagine if all we ever hear is breathing and we never hear Darth Vader talk? Can you imagine how wild that would be? That would be wild. That would be wild. I just, I don't either know. that or they have their new Vader voice and they're just waiting to Debut announce it. who it is. Yeah. Ah. Uh, 
but in a series that's like been that. heavy on nostalgia <laughs> and connections and things like that, you can't not have James Earl Jones. Well, James if Earl he's Jones did Rebels. It. Right. I mean, the guy did and Rogue Rebel. One. And he just was with Disney a couple years ago and John Favreau doing Lion King. Mm-hmm. It's not like they could have been like, John Favreau could have been like, hey, um, I'm here as a messenger. Kathy Kennedy wants to have a conversation with you. And then they turn around and say, okay, we're going to, you know, ask you to be invader or ask you to be Vader again. And he's like, okay. And I think about that clip from the big bang theory TV show where he runs into Sheldon Cooper at like Olive garden or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, are you a star Wars fan? Sheldon's like, yeah. And he goes, me too. You know, it's it's like, has a whole thing about it. And it's such Mm -hmm. a cool moment. So I don't think James Earl Jones wouldn't come back. I think he would come. Right. Oh, I think so too. I think so too. Okay. Um, there was another quote from Hayden, wasn't there? There is one more, yes. Okay. I was waiting to see if you wanted to add anything on that no comment. But No, I just think James Earl Jones is yeah. going to be voicing. I, I hope he does. So I don't think he won't, but I hope he does. All right, so the this is Hayden's quote about um, teasing more appearances as Vader. He said, the extent of this journey, I think, remains to be seen. But mm. what a privilege to get to come back and do this and to be a part of this project. He's basically teasing future appearances as Vader. Yeah. Which he, I mean, he, it's been pretty much confirmed he's going to be in Ahsoka. It's been confirmed, Hayden. But I, I feel like a lot of people just thought Clone Wars flashbacks with Hayden Christensen coming back as Anakin Skywalker. But why not do a flashback of Vader versus Ahsoka from Rebels? That would be certainly Oh, cool. my gosh. In live <laughs> action? Are you kidding? And then there's like Ezra just chilling in the background. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Caleb, why would... Oh. <laughs> Ah, I just that is the coolest idea, and I know I've thought about it, but it's like you reminded me. There you go. I had to That's scream. I had for. to let it out. I had to let it out. <laughs> shout, shout. No, I, I think this is confirmation that we're not going to be done with Hayden as yeah. Vader after Kenobi for sure. I just don't know what that's going to look like, but it certainly points to Ahsoka. Yeah. And speaking of Ahsoka, we've left behind some of our friends in the chat who've been kind of keeping up with us. So real quick, you. there's we need to just hit these things and then we'll get into some Star Wars celebration discussion very quickly tonight. Times. Come, Come on. on. <laughs> get us to 200 subs and Caleb and I will sing that on the show together. Um, <laughs> no, we won't. Don't commit us to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where did we leave off over here in the chat? Okay. Um, John Hare said maybe he knows about Vader, but realizes Anakin when he gets close and senses it with the Kenobi fight, you know, how he figures out Anakin's there. I think that's a, another great viable option. Mm-hmm. Tim Arnold says, in all seriousness, uh, Barris Offy could make an appearance, which that would be fun. She's a, she's a fan favorite to return in like anything live action. I think it'd just be kind of neat to see her come yeah. into live action that way um rfb says there's a bespin bulletin uh, piece on this uh, about vader's helmet taking a hit so yeah yep. we, we actually and left I've, that one out. i avoided reading that rfb because yeah. i've gotten to the point where i don't necessarily want to read everything yeah. Yeah. regarding kenobi especially if it gets kind of spoilery so yeah so I'll, we we'll we were aware to... of it but we yeah. just didn't want we left it alone because <laughs> he, he he caleb was like hey uh, i don't really want to talk about that one i was like good i don't either because like, i just didn't want to be the guy who was like no i guess i guess we won't talk about it. yeah i don't want to be that guy um but yeah you're right that's out there if you want to go read about it cool just do not drop that to me anywhere at all 
I just yeah. I don't want to know about that. Um, Rafa then says Vader will appear at the third episode. We need the tension to see Vader, like the that mm. desire to see him. I'm with you, but that's something that Rebels season uh, one did really well. It ends with Darth Vader and actually began with Darth Vader. But yeah. by the time you get into season two, who's the first like bad guy you see? It's basically Vader. I think mm-hmm. it's like Tarkin and then Vader or something like that very quickly in the beginning of the second season of Rebels. So yeah. I think it'll happen second episode, like Caleb said, at the at the end and like for a half a second, you know, like right. or maybe just a. That's yeah, it. just. Yeah, I've been working that's really it. hard on that my whole life, um, <laughs> my, my whole life, <laughs> my whole life has led to this. <laughs> just being able to do that inhale is a treat in and of itself. Um, I think I do a pretty good job on that one. I will yeah, say, and I think Solid. I like, I'm very happy and pleased with that. But anyway, Solid. Rafa also said he hopes to see Satine, Cody and Qui-Gon and maybe Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss Ooh. gets tossed around a lot when we talk about Kenobi. Yeah. And I think it's just because he's a former Padawan of, of Qui-Gon and that's kind mm-hmm. of the connection there, which would be cool, but I don't necessarily I have to say, care. I think it would be unnecessary. For I agree. What, for what can for what Obi Wan Kenobi the series is trying to do, hundred percent. I, I wouldn't hate it. I just think it would be unnecessary for the story they're trying to tell. I think I'd hate it. Fair enough. I think I, I think enough. I would. I don't think I'd no, like no, that. No, at no, all. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh man, what's the situation, Captain? <laughs> that's not a hot take. It's it's Quinlan Voss. He has one novel that's canon and uh-huh. one appearance in Clone Wars where he's looking for a hut and then that hut dies so like fair well, he enough does, he, he does fight he does fight cad bane which is pretty cool but eh, i'm sorry i'm just i don't stand you know quinlan voss all good I st- but i do stand obi-wan kenobi yes by ewan mcgregor who will be making his first appearance <laughs> at star wars celebration anaheim 2022 there you go confirmed and talk about a segue there because that is where we're going to next uh i'll go ahead and do this one i would prefer you lead this one since yeah this was the one that i typed out so it it would make sense it would make sense okay the official star wars celebration 2022 panel schedule has been revealed uh, on starwars.com we won't necessarily take the time to read through the entire list because it is a massive jam-packed list Those of you that are going to Celebration, if you're able to get into these panels, you are in for a great time. But what we wanted to do was we want to scroll through this list really quickly, and we are going to pick out which panels stand out to us the most. Uh, So I think we said like two or three, but really... Like I just said, I'm fixing to just sit here, scroll through it, and I'm going to mention the ones that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Now, first of all, for me, obviously, is the Thursday, May 26th, Lucasfilm's Studio Showcase, where mm-hmm. they are going to do their live one. action uh, television update, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Andor, The Mandalorian, and I'm assuming like more. That- Maybe Bad Batch in there too. Well, see, that's another panel though. Is the Bad oh, Batch? Oh, you're right. That two. is another. That is another panel. And I don't think they're gonna mix the animation in here with it. So yeah. I think if anything else, maybe Ahsoka. Maybe they could give us an Ahsoka update with yeah. this little sure. studio showcase because that would be the after the Mandalorian. That would be the next Mandoverse show. It would be. 
So there you go. That that's the one. That's the that's probably my number one. That's the one that I'm looking forward to the most yeah. the entire weekend. Is that Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. I believe that is Pacific since it's going to be in Anaheim. Um, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, the Lucasfilms Studio Showcase. I cannot wait to see what comes of that. I wonder. I mean, not not because it's just because it's Lucasfilm. I wonder if they'll drop a random Willow update in there too, because it is Lucasfilm. It does say Lucasfilm. True. So, I mean, I'm not, I've never even seen Willow. So you've never seen Willow. I've, I started it when it hit Disney plus and then yeah. I, I just, it took me a minute. And the most intriguing thing to me about it is it, is that Ron Howard directed it. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to go back. I got all the way to the point where Warwick Davis meets Val Kilmer and I had to stop watching cause I had something else going on or I don't know. I just, I, I was I don't know. I just kind of go back and restart it. This is like two years ago, so I haven't even sat down and watched it. But I just threw throwing that in there as maybe just a thought, you know, because it's it's possible that because it says Lucasfilm, you know, mm. there's more to Lucasfilm than just oh shoot, they could freaking drop Indiana Jones too for all that with that under that logic. That would be cool. That I don't think really they'll cool. do that at Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> no, but won't. like they it won't. would be really cool if they did. Okay. I think what's another one that stands out to you? Well, that's what I was about to say. You mentioned the, the big, the big panel and that's obviously, you know, really good stuff there, but guys, it's the 20th anniversary of attack of the clones Mm, and, and the attack of the clones 20th anniversary celebration is taking place this year. And that's on, I think the 27th, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Friday, May 27th from two to 3 PM. So I know what I'm doing. My time that day i'm gonna uh-huh. sit down i don't i'm pretty sure it's like a it's a friday so yeah i'll be at home with my my daughter so like i'm obviously gonna just soak it in you know that day but that's the one i'm looking forward to because attack of the clones granted objectively it is the worst star wars film objectively um when you rank them i rank it way down low very very low but that movie is freaking dope it's a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. I've always and, said that Attack of the Clones on paper is one of the best ones. It's just the execution of it wasn't as good as what it was on paper. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. And that may mm. be a hot take. But at the same time, it's not. I, it's the most lackluster of the prequels. It's oh, three, yeah. I agree it's three, with that. Two, you know, but I put two below. Shoot, I put two below Last Jedi. I mean, hmm. just in, in it's in it's overall like delivery sure, yeah. and everything but it is good i love the movie it's fantastic i was i was just listening to another podcast the other day that talked about just the dvd of attack of the clones that was the whole topic was the dvd of attack of the clones so like i'm enjoying that it's not that i hate it it's just not the best one you know sure i mean regardless, just because it's not the best one doesn't mean it's uh not incredible <laughs> no of course and it is an incredible movie we got yoda doing crazy flips and whatnot mm-hmm. and anakin loses an arm and we get a guy named dooku and there's clones i mean Jar Jar may or may not be a Sith because of this movie. I mean, you don't get random Jar Jar Sith stuff without Attack of the Clones. You just you just don't. So that's where this all comes into play. So I, I, I'm very much looking forward to this because we are going to look back and Ewan's supposed to be there, which means he's hopefully on the panel. That was an annoying thing about 2019 celebration was that the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary had none of the original actors on the panel. Mm. It was just people who worked on the film, which is fine and it's great and it's good, but it's like, where was Ewan? Why wasn't Liam Neeson there or Samuel L. Jackson? Why wasn't anybody there or Frank Oz? Frank Oz wasn't even on the panel. 
So like it, that would have been nice, but they didn't do that. I'm hoping that since Ewan's going to be there, he's on this panel. And that'd be cool. That'd be awesome to hear him talk about times with Christopher Lee and Hayden and everything. I'd be, oh, I'd just be over the moon to hear about all that. So that's probably my number one for the whole weekend. Okay. Truthfully, Fair. like I've okay. very much been looking forward to that. Okay. Um. So we both sh- we've both shared our number ones. So my number two, um, it just seems natural. Let's go there. My yeah. number two, I guess, would be the Mando Plus conversation with Favreau and Filoni, which is the 11 o'clock to 12 p.m. slot on Saturday, Yeah, where it says that Favreau and Filoni with special guests for a look back and a look ahead at what's to come. So that's very exciting to me. Uh, that's why that one's number two. I mean, it's Mando talk. Why yeah, would I not have Mando Plus absolutely. in my top ones? <laughs> well, I that's actually I think my second two. I that's my number two as well because for the same reason you said. Obviously, we are Mando talk, but not mm-hmm. not just that though. This is one of those series that's just been so incredible. It brought a lot of people back to Star Wars who left either be- they didn't want the sequels to begin with, or they left because of the sequels. Mando brought a lot of people back in. Yeah. And now they're making connections that will lead to the sequels and people, you know, have opinions about that. I think a lot of them are kind of just like, hey, just love it for what it is. Love it for what Star Wars is at this point. But I'd say just as a close second to my second is probably Mm -hmm. Tales of the Jedi, which. Oh, yes. Glad you mentioned that one. They released some stuff about that like today or yesterday, you know, from this list. Yes. From this list. Yeah. So with it being, I'll just say it when we're here, it's an animated anthology um, series of just short, you know, little thing. I think it's animated, right? Yes, it is. Oh, I just said that. Duh. Um, It's nice to see these little, you know, things. So that means we may get new characters. We may get characters we've seen before. Um, Heck, it may not even be canon. I don't know if it's canon, but it's got special Mm -hmm. guest Dave Filoni. So. Filoni puts a stamp of approval on it. It's worth would, listening to. I would say it's canon if Filoni's back. That's in fair. It. That's fair. Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Why, why not? It, it yeah. might as well be canon. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not Visions, which was fantastic. Yes. And I know we've talked about Visions too, you know, recently. So mm-hmm. there's a lot coming, you know, a celebration. And I keep scrolling through this list and I keep seeing it, stuff that's more. so good. I mean, the next one immediately following Mando Plus was behind the scenes of the Mandalorian and the book. Yes. Of Boba Fett. I mean, that's going to be fantastic. Cool. Uh, and of course, Tales of the Jedi, you just mentioned, but those three are all on Saturday. So Saturday is going to be it's a, a really day. good day. Yeah, really good day. Sunday then is the Bad Batch season two from 11 to 12. So yeah. that's taking the, the main block of time as far as the Sunday uh, slot. And then really as far as sunday goes i feel like that's as far as my interest that's about it on sunday i have season two of the bad batch well i'm i'm definitely looking forward to that but actually one of the ones i'm really looking forward to is actually behind the scenes the creatures of return of the jedi on sunday Ooh. um and it's it's kind of a silly i mentioned a, a podcast that i was listening to about the attack of the clones dvd that podcast is called blast points um, Jason and Gabe are hilarious and they're fantastic and they know they know Star Wars better than anybody 
I think they know better than us, to be honest. They're just very good at what they do. In fact, a lot of my Jar Jar and EOP love is because of these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you guys have been on Mando Talk for a while, you guys know I love the EOP. And uh, I gifted Caleb. I'm bragging a little bit on me. I gifted Caleb a Jar Jar Binks because I knew he needed one. And Facts. now we have matching Jar Jar Binks. So it's great. But <laughs> they are going to be talking with, you know, some great, incredible um, guests who and people who worked on Return of the Jedi, one guy being Kirk Thatcher. Uh, along with the effects artist Tom Spina from Regal Robot, if you guys have heard of Regal Robot. So you got a lot of really cool names here talking about just stuff that was going on in Return of the Jedi, you know, background stuff. And I love Return of the Jedi. I've got Return of the Jedi concept art right here behind me. I've got Luke and Vader in the throne room and then the Falcon and Wedge blowing up Death Star 2, you know, down here behind me. So I love Return of the Jedi. It's been, it's probably, it's in my top five of Star Wars films, if not my top three. And I love, I love looking forward to that one a lot just because it's different it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's like the last big thing before the closing ceremony ceremony so it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch and listen to that one too if, it, mm-hmm. if it's live streamed i hope it is yeah no it is uh, that is confirmed i, I was looking are, at like that oh the, good the good, ones good. that say live at celebration stage those ones are going to be streamed oh okay then so i may miss should... out on that one Potentially. Oh no, it's right there. It says live on the Twin Sun stage. Yeah, if it says live, you should be able to stream it somehow. Well, good. I'm, we I'm we looking... might need to verify that for our listeners at least. Well, regardless, I know that Mando Talk will be. I, I mean, you have to go to work, and I do too. But like, while I'm at work, I'm gonna have Celebration pulled up. Oh yeah, and for sure. Check for it in sure. on all of this stuff. Yeah. Now, I would hate to not mention this there is one thing for me that is glaringly missing and that is a lucasfilm games panel ah yes no nothing in this list mentions jedi fallen order 2 knights of the old republic remake right none of it now it's possible there was someone on twitter earlier today i wish i had that tweet pulled up so i could give this person a shout out that said i think it was friday morning maybe that the mm. 11 to 12 slot wasn't listed. So maybe that's like a Lucasfilm games potential panel there that they're just waiting to announce. Maybe that's just going to be a little surprise that they end up dropping to us. It's maybe. either yeah. uh, Friday or Saturday where that happens. I think, it, no, it's got to be Friday because Saturday's Mando plus. So mm-hmm. I think it's Friday from 11 to 12. There's currently not anything listed in the 11 to 12 slot. And it would make sense for Lucasfilm games to take that. Maybe they're holding off on showing it because if or announcing that, because if Lucasfilm games doesn't have any kind of updated celebration, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be disappointed. Very disappointed with everything else we're getting. You're still going to be disappointed. No, 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 not about celebration as a whole. Oh, okay. Disappointed say, in the fact that Lucasfilm games, <laughs> yeah didn't give something that's something fair. i'll give you that yeah that's fair just because i'm itching for more cal Kestis. well cal wait well you bought the saber i mean i right. didn't even realize you loved it that much until you said hey i got it i was like whoa you really <laughs> love this game i had no idea um because I, yeah. I don't have the gamer vein in me to like do that i don't like go out of my way to buy game like uh, memorabilia mm-hmm. so I'm I'm very like envious of people who have that like the desire to do that because I just don't possess it. And yeah, well, it's it just really says cool. Star Wars. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> One other thing that we haven't talked about, and it's uh-huh. not necessarily Star Wars celebration related, 
but Star Wars Day is about a month, not a month, a week away. Less than it's a week away. Wednesday. Next it's this Wednesday. Wednesday. So May the 4th is coming up very soon. So I hope you enjoy your Star Wars days. Um, but I yeah. wanted but I wanted to throw this in there because if you've been on Twitter today, you've seen Caleb and I talking about this. Somebody on Twitter, and I have to go back and double check. It was a an account on Twitter called at Ewan Daily that tweets like random Ewan McGregor updates, which kudos to them because Right now, that's a lot of stuff going on. But when it's not Star Wars, I'm like, man, what are you tweeting about? But um, aside from... He uh, did just get married. Yeah. Yeah, he did to Scott Pilgrim actress. Yeah. But there's that, I guess. And then he did Halston on Netflix last year, which was an incredible series, by the way. Um, But he's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel May 4th. So, and I had to dig for this. It was not easy to find. I had to, like, go to ABC's website figure out how to get tickets to the show. And then that took me to a different website. It was like, am I going to get a virus? And then <laughs> there it was. Click the date. Boom. You McGregor, you mm-hmm. know? So Caleb and I talked about there potentially being some kind of a uh, sizzle or a clip or something. I think it's going to be a clip, a sneak peek. Yeah. A scene of okay. Ewan acting because usually that's what they do when they bring the performer out on stage. They yeah. show some clip from the film or show where that performer is showing their talent yeah and i even took it as far as texting the dj like it's going to be the clip of ewan's obi-wan kenobi looking out on young luke since that's the of all of the trailer scenes i feel like that was the one that had the most focus yeah so they wouldn't be spoiling anything if they gave just a little bit of more seconds of that moment to show ewan like maybe something that he says or just some facial expression or something regarding that. I think it would make sense to see a sneak peek from Obi-Wan Kenobi. If it's not that scene from somewhere in the series, I think it would make sense to see it on the evening of May the 4th. Yeah. And if it's not that scene, I think it may be the altercation that is inevitably coming between him and uncle Owen. You know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll say, Hey, here's Joel Edgerton. You guys, he's that would be an incredible acting scene to, Oh, can you imagine? Because those two guys are great performers. Yeah, and they I, are. And, they, and, and in Star Wars, they never talked. <laughs> you know, even old Ben never talked to old Uncle Owen. Mm-hmm. You know, that never happened. So that if when when they do finally talk, it'll be the first time that we've seen them have a conversation on screen, which is yeah. really cool to think about. So maybe that that's what I'm kind of hoping for with that. That'd be cool. But Luke makes more sense. Yeah. I, may, I mean, I could see either or. Either or. Now, Maybe, though, they drop a Kenobi trailer earlier in the day on May the 4th, and they just play that again on Kimmel. Can you imagine? Cool too. They're just really like, cool. they're just like, here we have the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Let's play it. And now here's Ewan McGregor. All right, let's break it down scene by scene. Ewan, what happens next? Like, that's all they're going to do. If they did that, that'd be awesome. You're right. That'd be, that'd be really fun. That'd yeah. be really, really fun. Well, certainly next Thursday when we do our stream, I'm sure we will have Star Wars news to talk about since May the 4th, Star Wars Day, is literally the day before. So yes. make sure that you come back Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Time live on YouTube to hear our Star Wars Day analysis, breakdown of whatever comes. But since we won't hear for, or you won't hear from us until after Star Wars Day, Uh, We hope you have a great Star Wars day. Let us know in Discord, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Mando Talk. Let us know how you are going to celebrate Star Wars Day. And certainly may the 4th be with you. And hopefully you continue celebration with uh, Revenge of the 5th 
by checking out Mando Talk because yes. we'll be we'll be live on that day. So we're gonna have to go all dark. We're Maybe have to go all dark that all red. So Maybe we should get some special um, dark side music for our intro next week. All right, I'm looking at you, man. I'm yeah, looking at you. I'm, I'm looking at John Hare. What are you talking about? At you, John Hare. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I saw this thing forever ago about Star Wars Day. It's like make sure you leave out dino nuggies and and milk or chalky milk for baby for grogu or whatever oh, so he comes cold. like like it's uh santa claus or something but yeah. now i'm thinking to be more in universe it's like let's leave out broth and spotchka for baby yoda yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> make sure you leave out broth and spotchka for grogu or else he won't do come it. visit you <laughs> do it <laughs> well dj anything else you would like to mention to our lovely lovely listeners and I mean, you did a you did a phenomenal job wow. as far as as leading the ship. I know you you said earlier you don't like compliments, but DJ, you're great. It. You're Thanks, great. Man. You're great too, Caleb. <laughs> you're better than me at that, honestly. But no, no, I guess the last thing phenomenal. I'll say. Well, thank you. I guess the last thing I'll say is it is NFL Draft Day. Hoping the Cowboys draft some people that don't utterly suck, and we we do something good next season. They did pretty good this actually this last season. They just. That playoff botch. And then I think your Titans similar. Similar. Uh, yeah. Titans number one seed and they lose first game in the playoffs. Get out of here. Get out of uh, here. Get out of here. Man, way to way to bum me out after a great episode, man. Well, you know what doesn't bum you out? What's that? Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. And hopefully Mando Talk doesn't bum you out. And if you're listening at this point, there's no way it doesn't because you wouldn't be <laughs> listening to this hour and a half episode that we've got for you this week but hopefully you enjoyed it hopefully you have a great week and a great weekend and i mean i guess that's all we have to say so until next time as always we have spoken